0: And welcome to episode number 53 of the chirping the cats podcast. I'm your host David's work and uh, look, I've got them coming fast and furious at you because it's the playoff time. The Panthers are in the playoffs. Oh yeah, and they won the president's trophy. They're the best team in the league. And uh, they're a team that many are looking at as not only a Stanley Cup contender, but a Stanley Cup favorite. So if there was any time to bring you multiple podcasts in a week, uh, in a few days span, this is the time. And, uh, I'm trying to empty the bag of tricks, get some good guests for you this week. And, uh, this show is certainly, uh, gonna live up to that standard, I think. As, uh, first, uh, I'm going to talk to... Uh, ESPN senior NHL writer, Greg Wyshansky, who in addition to being an amazingly talented hockey writer and hockey journalist is also pretty hilarious. Uh, if you don't follow him on Twitter, I suggest doing that at Wyshansky. Um, but I uh, spoke to him earlier today, had a great chat with him about some work that he's done in ESPN.com is he picked the Panthers as his Stanley cup winner. Um, what his thoughts are on the series. Uh, we went around and talked about a bunch of different series around the league as well. Um, so a great conversation with Greg that I'm going to play in just a moment. And then after that, Uh, I sat down earlier today with Panthers defenseman Gustav Forsling at the uh, practice rink after practice ended today. Uh, It is the eve of the season. Tomorrow starts the playoffs, so I thought it would be a great time to sit down with one of the more important players on that Panthers back line. Somebody who, you know, Bill Zito found Gustav Forsling, signed him off the waiver wire before last season. And boy, oh boy, what a what a diamond in the rough this is appearing to be for the Panthers as Gus Forsling has established himself as uh, a pretty solid top four defenseman, top pairing defenseman even in the NHL. So um, looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to it. I heard it already. I'm looking forward to it on your behalf because it was a great chat with Gus as well. I'm going to play that in a few minutes. But first, uh, let's listen to my chat earlier today with Greg Wachancey as we uh, talk about the Panthers Capital Series as well as a bunch of others around the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs. All right, joining me now on the Chirping the Cats podcast is uh, somebody I'm sure you're familiar with if you're a fan of hockey and, you know, have access to the internet. Uh, It's ESPN's (laughs) lead hockey guy, Greg Wyshansky. Greg, uh, first, thank you so much for uh, taking a little time. Uh, as I told you a minute ago, I'm, I'm a huge fan of your work.
1: No, I appreciate it. And you're right. Uh, uh, Haven't written for a newspaper uh, since 2008. So if you're on the internet, chances are that's probably where you found my stuff.
0: <laughs> yes. Um, so let's just dive right into it. Uh, the playoffs start tonight. It's Monday night. It's finally here. It's like Christmas morning for a lot of us, I guess. Um, the, the number one topic is you just put out your playoff predictions. You had the Panthers as your Stanley Cup winner. Was that something that you toiled over, or was it an easy pick? Or what went into that thought process?
1: Oh, it was not an easy pick. And, and, you know, based on what we know about President's Trophy winners, not exactly one I'm super confident in. Um, <laughs> I just found something very special about this Panthers team this year. I mean, the fact that they're the best offensive team that we've had since 1996, um, the depth that they have at forward. I mean, you know, you think about the way that Billy Zito built this team. They cornered the market on guys named Sam. The Claude Giroux trade, trade was great. I mean, he's fit right in and, and has gone over a point per game with them. Um, they've got veterans on the roster that have been through the wars before. They've got you know, a Stanley Cup ring. They, um, all of it comes together in a way that I find makes this team really unique uh, and especially you know, was impressed with the way things played out for them this season where the whole thing could have gone off the rails seven games into the year. Uh, and it didn't. And uh, I don't know if Andrew Burnett's the best tactician, but I think he's done a very good job shepherding this team. There are things that give me pause. I mean, um, I've talked to some people around the organization that have said, you know, there hasn't been a lot of adversity beyond the coaching change. I mean, it's come pretty easy for them throughout the season. And I think that's probably be accurate um, for the most part. Uh, they weren't scratching and clawing to get their way into the playoffs. That's for sure. And then, you know the health of Aaron Ekblad gives me pause, and then the goaltending gives me pause. I mean, it is not as right. if they're coming into the postseason with two guys in Bobrovsky and Knight that you're like, oh, okay, you know, this is you know Shirkin over here. <laughs> like, they don't have that. <laughs> uh, so what you're hoping for is that two things: one, that one of them uh, ascends to play the majority of the games, gets hot at the right time, and that two, yeah, I think this team is good enough offensively, um, and and above average defensively if you look within the metrics that you just need goaltending that's not going to lose the series for you you know they might not need bob to steal games like they did with the blue jackets against the lightning they might not need spencer knight to play as well as he has down the stretch they might they just need competence and i think that these guys can give them competence
0: yeah no i think that's exactly what it is with this goaltending you're not going to get show-stopping goaltending from sergey Bobrovsky. i think that's why he doesn't really get that many shutouts anymore is that you're always going to get a leaky goal or two. And it's just kind of the way he plays. I think down the stretch, he started making those uh, high danger chance saves uh, with a bit more consistency, which is why his play improved. It's not like the, the bar got any lower. I think he raised the top end and he's making some more of those athletic impressive saves, which is why I'm, I'm a bit more confident than I am than I was like a month ago in the goaltending heading into the playoffs, the first round playoff series. I think the Panthers actually have the edge in goaltending, and I think that's why it's <laughs> going to be a fairly easy series for the Panthers. Only because you've got a team in the Cats who offense was their their strength, you know, it was hit, the offense we hadn't seen in almost thirty years, and then you've got the Capitals who goaltending is probably their Achilles heel; it's their their biggest issue. So it just seems like it's shaping up for a pretty winnable series for the Panthers, just looking at that alone. Oh, I think
1: it's definitely winnable, and and you're right, I, I, the Capitals might get some good games out of Vitek Vanacek, but I think Kilius Samsonov has been a below replacement goalie for them this season. Um, I think the Panthers went on depth. I think they went on D. I, I, I just think that they're a better team overall. And, you know, you look inside of this Capitals team and, and you see guys that, Yeah. I mean, if they turn around their seasons, then it could be a different series. I mean, you could have an Anthony Mantha scoring at a point per game. You could have TJ Oshie and Nicholas Backstrom taking three years or four years off their age to play like they used to, because they weren't very good this year through very challenging seasons for them. Um, The Ovechkin situation is the most intriguing thing, obviously. I mean, he's, he's going to play. I think we can all agree on that. Uh, But to what degree does the shoulder injury hinder him? Uh, I did a story on the cap on, on Ovechkin earlier this year, in Washington with regard to the Gretzky goal scoring chase and all of his teammates and his GM all said the same thing, which is that we don't know how much this guy has played through in his career. As far as injuries, you know, we always think the Russian machine never break thing, but we never think about (laughs) the malfunctions that he's gone through. Uh, So I think you can play through it, whether he's hindered by it's a huge issue because honestly, as Ovechkin goes, so goes the capitals. And I think the capitals go out and probably around six, I'd say.
0: Yeah, the, the health issue with Ovechkin. I feel like the the biggest area that that might affect, if it is in fact a, a left shoulder injury, which is kind of the, the the sneaking suspicion that you know many of us have, just based on the way that he went into the boards. Um, yeah, the physical element, which is the you know what gets magnified the most in the playoffs, is going to be something that he might have a, a hard time with, and it's something that in this series I think is is not getting as much spotlight as maybe it should. I think there's going to be a real physical element with this series, just based on you know. Tom Wilson, Garnet Hathaway, Ryan Lombard, Radko Gudis, Patrick Point. I mean, there's a lot of guys that are pretty nasty playoff type players. And, you know, with, you know, Ovi and Barkov and Huberto, you know, a lot of those guys get the attention, but I'm really excited for how physical this series could be.
1: <laughs> that's what's, ma- that's what makes the Panthers such a fun team, right? Like it's, it's the ability to put up as many goals as they did this season. And again, like the most since 1996 uh, on, on a per game average. Um, and, but also just be a big snarly bunch of bastards, right? Like, like <laughs> yeah. you know, to so have true. to have a Radko Gudish on your on your blue line at the same time, uh, Jonathan Huberto is putting up, you know, 110 some odd points is uh, is pretty amazing. Like it's it's a yeah. very intriguing balance. And, you know, I think that's one of the things that uh, the management and Bill Zito in particular has done a very meticulous job of doing um, which is to kind of add more of those elements to the team. The Hornquist thing. I mean, obviously Hornquist is in the sunset of his career, but when it comes to the playoffs, he's the kind of guy that you want to throw in front of the opposing net. I mean, like, you know, there's, there's a lot of experience and a lot of size and a lot of snarl, even Drew plays an attitude uh, sure. that I think benefits a team like this in the postseason.
0: Now, the last thing I want to touch on uh, with this playoff series before I kind of Look, zoom out in the rest of the playoffs a little bit is uh, behind the bench on one hand you've got a coach and Andrew Burnett you mentioned him before he stepped into a very difficult situation and has really done a great job maintaining the ship steady as she goes and then you've got a coach behind the other bench who's got I think almost 150 games playoff experience he's been to three finals he's won a Stanley Cup could that be an x factor in this series
1: Sure, I mean, I think it could be an X factor in any series that the Panthers play in because we we just don't know how Andrew Burnett reacts uh, to adversity in a series. You know, the Panthers get down two one in a series; it starts to go sideways for the first time all year. So, what happens? Um, I'm sort of fascinated by him. I, I find it very interesting that there needed to be discussions when he took over for Joel Quenville as to whether he even wanted to do this. Like he had done a few other hockey jobs since retiring. He was bought on by Joel to be an assistant coach. They didn't really know if they want, if he wanted to be a head coach, he didn't even really want to know if he wanted to be a head coach. Right. So like the fact that it's gone as well as it has, and he's done such a good job and not only shepherding the team to the record that they have, but also kind of like knowing that the roster and knowing where the pieces fit, And understanding the vibe and the mood that they need to move forward, I think it's been really, really impressive to see. But again, like at some point in the playoffs, it's got to be an X's and O's thing. And we don't really know necessarily what that looks like for him. The good news for the Panthers, though, when it comes to the like coaching disparity bit is the experience in the room. Like to have so many guys that can be elder statesmen that have been captains in other places, um, you know, and have leadership there too, obviously with the guys that, they are, they, they, that wear the letters for the Panthers that are homegrown, um, is such an advantage. It's such an important thing to have. And it could help them, I think, through those moments of adversity, even if their head coach hasn't necessarily been through it before.
0: Yeah, you talk about like the, not just the guys that Zito brought in the first year, which is the hornquests and the Gudis, but guys brought in since then. You talk about Jeru, Jumbo Thornton. I mean, you know, he he's played yep. maybe half the games, but he's as big a locker room guy as as Patrick sure. Hornquist is. Um, yep. So it's just a lot of credit to Bill Zito in this in this neck of the woods, at least for the job that he's done um, as the GM. Uh, but now looking at uh, the rest of the first round series, I, I, I'm just I mean, the Eastern Conference is going to be a gauntlet. It's going to be so fun to watch. Um, but either East or West, just which series are you most looking And I say series in the plural, uh, you know, series is uh, <laughs> if there are more than one. But What are you most excited for in the first round?
1: Well, it's the 2-3 series in the Atlantic and the 2-3 series in the Central. Um, you know, the, the Leafs and, and Lightning, obviously, that's the series I think all of the hockey world is focused on only because it's the Leafs. It's, uh, it's the excitement around that team because of the season Austin Matthews had and looking for them to get comeuppance over what happened with Montreal last year and, and trying to advance to the uh, second round for the first time since the think two thousand four, before that, and the year before
0: that. <laughs> yeah
1: yeah right and 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 so it's the Leafs of it all but then they're going against the team obviously that's looking for its third cup in a row that um strangely some people have sort of written off in this series uh despite bringing back everybody and then finding a way to make a new checking line with the uh, Pierre Edou- Edouard Belmare and uh, uh Corey Perry and Pat Maroon kind of yeah they're not necessarily the Yanni Gord line but they're pretty darn good um it's a fascinating series. I mean, I, I picked the Leafs in it because I think they've been the better team this year. But my heart tells me that, uh, you know, the Lightning are playoff assassins. and yeah. They know how to do this. Uh, well, the and then on the other side, the too. Yeah, exactly. On the other side, it just sucks because like the Wild were the second best team in the conference and the Blues were the fourth best team in the conference. And they got to play each other while the teams they'd be playing edmonton and the kings play each other in the other division so they yeah. get no benefit from regular season success here um it's going to be a great series like i've been very high on the blues all year uh great offense um i think billy huso if he could play in the playoffs like he played in the regular season is going to be fine for them um but there's really something special about this wild team i mean they roll three really really good lines kaprizov you know, as an MVP guy has been fantastic for them setting a, a, a franchise record for scoring in a single season. This is their best offensive season of all time. I know the bar is sort of low when it comes to the Minnesota wild. Um, and then obviously, you know, we're also focused on Marc-Andre Fleury, Cam Talbot's played great. Cam Talbot yes. is kind of in that category of Darcy Kemper and Mike Smith of goaltenders that for the like last two months have been amongst the best in the league. So, uh, yeah. Minnesota is the second best, five on five defensive team over the last two seasons, right behind Boston. Um, I think either of these teams can beat Colorado in a series if they get out of this series. Um, and wow. uh, I'll be interested to see which one it is. I, th- I think, I, don't, I think it'll be the wild, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's the blues.
0: And it's going to be like, in my opinion, like Cam Talbot's got to be the starter in game one, right? Nah, it's flurry, man. Did they announce it? And I missed that.
1: I, well, they wow. didn't announce it, but he had the quote unquote starters net. Wow. Um, And so it's kind of interesting. I I think I would have gone with the hot hand too and and, uh, and gone from there, but, but I think it's a good problem to have. They've got two goalies that I think could both do the job. Um, The only concern that I have for Minnesota coming into the series is the health of Marcus Foligno, who was a big part of their uh, incredible checking line. um, The grief line as it's known. And, (laughs) uh, and he got, he got, I took a knee on knee um, in like the last game of the season and, and his status is a little bit questionable. If he can come back, they're going to be in real good shape, but if he can't, they're going to have to uh, hopefully figure out some way to keep that line as effective as it's been.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to that series too. I've been watching Minnesota a lot this year, and they're just fun. They can do so many things yeah. right, so uh, it it should be fun. Um, the last thing I'll ask you before we wrap it up, in terms of upsets, I've got uh, <laughs> Boston over Carolina in round one. is probably my main upset, uh, just because Boston is such a good defensive team, and you know Carolina's out their questions and goal. But uh, what about you? Do you see any upsets coming in the first round? Yeah,
1: you and I are in the same boat. Like that's the slightest of, of upsets. I mean, yeah. I think they were maybe like plus 110 to win the series or something. I mean, it was very, very small edge, but um, you know, Boston's great. I, I, they're the best five on five defensive team in the league. Uh, they, I looked up the stat. They are, they've won 15 of their last 18 games that they would pass for neck on the lineup. So uh, he's in the lineup. <laughs> yes, he <laughs> he's is. actually not even playing with Bergeron and Marshhand at this point. He's playing on the second line with Taylor Hall and Eric Wallace. So like um, they've got some balance offensively. I think Charlie McAvoy is the best defenseman in the series, which is saying something because Jacob Slava is in the series yeah. too. Uh, there's a lot of things that point to Boston in this series. And again, like I would not be shocked if Carolina won. I, I do think they're going to miss Freddie Anderson in the first couple of games of the series. Um, and maybe Boston can pounce on that. Uh, but that's the only one, the only other one that gave me pause, um, and the ship already sailed on my picks. I didn't make my picks very early because I had to write this like long, who's going to win in the playoffs <laughs> bit. Uh, I kind of, I'm, I'm coming around on the, on the Kings against the Oilers, to be honest. With you yes. like. The Kings, the Kings are a very underappreciated team this season. Um, insofar as th- what the analytics tell us, they do very well. And even though they don't have Drew Doughty in this series, and if they had Drew Dowdy, I think I would have picked them even though they don't have Drew Doughty in this series, Kopitar and Dano do a pretty decent job against McDavid and Dreisaitl. And the part of it that I love is as hungry as we know the Oilers are for playoff success, the Kings have been waiting, what, like four years, three years to get back into the playoffs and have another kick at the can. Um, So the whole series turns on Jonathan Quick and whether or not he can keep that Oilers attack at bay. But if you can, I, I think that they're gonna be a real tough out. Um, one of the tougher outs, I think, in the first round.
0: Yeah, the Kings have been fun too, with like Kempe and Ayafalo have been having really good yeah. years. And, and I mean the one two punch, like Cal Peterson was pretty solid in goal for most of the year as well. Yep. So that's that's definitely a series that will be fun to watch. Not
1: having Dowdy Hurts, though, man. Like that's yeah. that's a if he was playing and you can deploy him against Connor or Leon and their lines then this becomes a very different series they've, they've still gutted out wins and found a way like the one the one thing i'll say about the kings is that like at a time when the golden knights the canucks the dallas stars were like fumbling and bumbling and stumbling their way into playoff seeds like the kings just kept winning and yeah. and there's something to be said for the team that found a way to close the deal uh getting into the playoffs getting into the three seed and, and maybe that carrying over to a first round series
0: Great road team this year as well, the Kings, which uh, could help them a lot in the playoffs, considering they're going up to Edmonton, one of the more hostile environments in the league. (laughs) Um, But Greg, uh, I want to thank you so much for taking a little time and sharing your knowledge with my audience. Uh, I really appreciate it. And as you mentioned, you have a great story that just went up on ESPN.com. I think maybe yesterday or the day before your playoff preview, which obviously we're going to like here in South Florida, as uh, you have the Panthers winning the cup (laughs) But some really good information on there. Uh, Is there any other stuff you're working on that you want to promote right now?
1: Yeah, I should have a feature, I think, on Closieroo coming out next week um, that I've been working on. And then um, I think I am going to be exploring the topic of the three-peat for your friends in Tampa uh, later this week and trying to uh, parse out why it hasn't happened since the early 1980s. This the honors, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there have been teams that got close and looked like they were on their way. And and I've been doing some reporting on that story, and it, it, there seems to be some interesting uh, like common threads between those playoff teams and why they didn't end up winning in that third year or that fourth year. So it's nice. uh, it's good stuff.
0: Oh, I'm looking forward to it already. You my appetite. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. If my bracket holds true, we'll see Panthers lightning in the second round, which should be a lot of fun.
1: Awesome. It's best. It'd be the best thing for hockey to have yep. that, that uh, series again and to have it be in the semifinals. I mean, the good news is that no matter how that first round series goes, I think we're getting a real sexy second round series with the Panthers and the, and the Leafs or the Panthers and the Lightning. So it's going to be a fun ride. Again, assuming that yes. Florida gets past Washington and
0: <laughs> yada, yada, yada. Of course. And uh, I think that's a great place to end it. So, Greg, thank you again so much. I will definitely be in touch. And uh, take care. Enjoy the playoffs.
1: You got it. Thank you so much, man. Take care.
0: All right, awesome chat with Greg there uh, again. Thank you to him for uh, taking a little time. He's super busy right now, um, but I'm glad we were able to get a little time in chat because uh, some really great info. I-, I love to hear what he has to say. Definitely looking forward to that uh, Oilers King series. Obviously, we're all uh, anxiously awaiting the uh, Lightning Maple Leaf series because you know, if the Panthers do exit the first round for the first time since 1996, they will be playing the winner of that series, and uh, you know in addition to being amazingly entertaining, whether it's the the Lightning or the Maple Leafs, you know, obviously I'm kind of hoping for a rematch of last year just as of how good that was and getting a little revenge on the Lightning I'm sure would be sweet for the Panthers. Um, But first and foremost, let's hope for a nice long seven-game series between those two teams. Let them kind of beat each other up a little bit before they go see the Panthers. And speaking of the Panthers, uh, now I'm going to get to the chat that I had earlier today with uh, defenseman Gustav Forsling, super nice guy, uh, very grateful that he was able to take a few minutes with me after practice today, because obviously this is a very busy time of the year for the Panthers, uh, for everybody who's still playing. Um, but yeah, so here we go, going to play it for you now. Uh, here is me, David Work, and Panthers defenseman Gustav Forsling all right i'm here at the ice then with panthers defenseman gus forsling uh, on the eve of the playoffs you know the first question how excited are you to finally get past the finish line of the regular season and get going in the playoffs
2: yeah it's it's very exciting uh we've been working uh very hard to get here uh it's been a long season so i feel like everyone is is ready to go and excited
0: right, you've been here for a couple of years now so you know about the veteran leadership on this team but a guy a lot of players point to is your countryman patrick Hornquist. How important would you say he is to the locker room and just keeping everybody focused and motivated and eyes on the prize?
2: Yeah, for sure. I think he, uh, he's, he's done a great job the, the whole season, you know. Uh, sometimes uh, we got some tough uh, stretches, but uh, you know, then, then, uh, then it's when you need those, those guys so that's, that's been there before. And especially now, you know, it's, uh, it's nice to have them uh, on the team.
0: Now, what makes the Panthers, in your opinion, What's going to make the Panthers a good playoff team? Why do you think you guys will be successful in the postseason?
2: Uh, I, I think uh, we've been winning a lot like regular season, so I think uh, we know how to how to turn uh, turn around uh, games. You know, we've been down a, a lot, and I feel like we we just we uh, believe in ourselves a lot, and we trust each other. So, uh, I think think that we've been doing it the whole year, and that's we trust each other about that
0: as a defenseman obviously it must be nice to have a team in front of you that's scored so many goals uh just it, it's fun to get involved in the offense obviously it's a big part of your game uh what do you enjoy most about being on a team that's so offensively uh, talented
2: uh yeah it's 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 fun to watch it's just just sitting on the bench and see a couple goals we do it's uh, it's unbelievable so it's uh it's been a lot of fun uh, this whole year and uh now we we want to for sure score goals but we want to Tighten up things uh, in the back end too.
0: Now, obviously, like, last year you guys had a, a small taste of the playoffs. It was a great series. Uh, you know, it didn't last as long as we hoped, but in terms of excitement, like for you personally, what excites you most about getting into the playoffs?
2: Well, I mean, last year was a great experience for me. Uh, first playoff games. Uh, it was, it was uh, really fun, you know, uh, especially against Tampa. We had uh, a lot of great games uh, during the regular season last year. So uh, everyone was uh, very excited for that. So uh, I take uh, take away a lot from it. Kind
0: of like every game last year was against Tampa at one point. Yeah. Like, it's just like eight games in a row. It was nuts. I agree, yeah. Um, now this season, you guys, you know, earlier in the year, you lost your head coach. Later in the year, you lost Aaron Eckblad, who's, you know, a defensive leader on this mm-hmm. team but you never skipped a beat. You know What can you attribute that kind of success and focus to that you guys were able to manage those kind of issues and just continue on your way?
2: Yeah, that's uh, that's kind of what I, uh, I said. We trust each other and we, we love uh, playing uh, for one another. So uh, like I said, we've been doing it the whole year. It's been ups and downs, but uh, we got to keep it going now in the playoffs. And and kind of
0: on that note, what do you think of the job that Andrew Burnett has done this year? Coming in suddenly and taking over the reins, and it, you know obviously the team didn't skip a beat. You guys have appeared to respond to him very well. How do you think he's done this year?
2: I think he's done uh, done great. You know, it's not an not an easy job to come in like that uh, after ten games. So I think uh, everyone has uh, really res- is really respecting him, and he's respect us. He didn't change much, you know. So uh, I think that was that was the key.
0: Just the last thing I want to ask you about cuz we obviously with COVID and everything we're not getting in the locker room so we don't really know a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. Have you guys done anything this year with post game, you know, any kind of a victory item that you pass around is like a prize sometimes it's a hat or boots or you had a shovel a couple of years ago. Is there anything going on like that this year or is no. it just more self-motivating?
2: No, yeah, we don't we don't have anything like that. We just it, No, we just do Do our our own thing. Just do your thing, right? Well,
0: it's worked to this point. It's working, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking a little time with me, Gus. I really appreciate it. And best of luck in the playoffs. Uh, We're going to be rooting for you. Thank you. Okay, well, that's going to do it for episode 53 of the Chirping the Cats podcast. Uh, Again, another really big thank you to uh, Gustav Forzling. Uh, of the Florida Panthers, and ESPN senior NHL writer Greg Wischanski, uh for joining me today, taking some time to talk about the playoffs. Uh, obviously, both of them are amazingly busy and have a lot going on, uh, so it's a great time to be talking hockey with some great hockey people, and thank you to both of them, and also thank you to the Florida Panthers uh, for helping facilitate the interview, as always. Uh, they have an amazing PR staff, and uh, yeah, just great people to be around, so... Thank you to everyone and uh, to you guys for listening. Thank you to you as well. Please remember, if you are a fan of my work, you can find all my written coverage of the Panthers on local10.com or you can download the local 10 app as well in your uh, favorite app store on your cell phone. Uh, And if you don't already, please give me a follow on Twitter at David Dwork for all my daily coverage of the Panthers. And uh, also, I mean, if you haven't already, as I always say, smash the subscribe button. Please subscribe to this podcast. Leave a good rating. Uh, Feel free to drop me a comment. I I love to hear feedback. Obviously, I love positive feedback more than not. But, you know, constructive criticism is always welcome um, because we're all doing this. We're all in this together, right? We're all just hockey-loving people. Most of us probably living in South Florida. If any of you are listening who don't live in South Florida, I'd love to hear where you're from, actually, because I'm genuinely curious. Although I do know, based on the numbers, the metrics or whatever, there, there are some listeners of this podcast that are over in Finland. This is, a you know, for, for what it's worth, uh, Finland is a hockey mecca of the world. But, um, you know, if you're, if you're listening right now and you're from Finland, I'm giving you a virtual f- uh, over-the-Atlantic fist bump. Um, But yeah, everybody, thank you again for listening. It is so very much appreciated. I hope you all enjoy the playoffs as uh, it's going to be, uh, well, hopefully it's going to be a fun ride for the Panthers, but it's going to be fun either way, just based on that regular season and how good the teams are. So until next time, I'm David Dwork of Local 10. Everybody, please, as always, take care of yourselves, be safe, be kind, and as always, stay cool. See ya.